Welcome to track number six of Preparation of the Gospel. First Samuel sixteen, first Samuel sixteen thirteen. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren. All right. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up, amen, and went to Ramah. But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And Saul's servants right, said unto him, Behold now, an evil spirit from God troubleth thee. Let our Lord now command thy servants which are before thee to seek out a man who is cunning, a cunning player on a harp. And it shall come to pass when the evil spirit from God is upon thee that he shall play his harp. And Saul said unto his servants, Provide me now a man that can play well and bring him to me. Then answered one of his servants and said, Behold, I have seen a son of Jesse the Bethlehemite that is cunning in playing and a mighty valiant man and a man of war and prudent in matters a comely person and the Lord is with him wherefore Saul sent messengers unto Jesse and said send me David thy son which is with the sheep and Jesse took an ass laden with bread and a bottle of wine and a kid and sent them by David his son unto Saul and David came to Saul and stood before him, and he loved him greatly, and he became his armor bearer. And Saul sent to Jesse, saying, Let David, I pray thee, stand before me, for he hath found favor in my sight. And it came to pass, when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul, that David took an harp and played with his hand. So David was refreshed. And was well, and the evil spirit departed from him. Amen. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm trying to be American, but it's not working. <laughs> All right. Now, you see, right now, what I'm sharing with you is what the Spirit of God wants to share with you. That's what I'm sharing with you. Not what I want to share with you, but what He wants to share with you. Now, the next thing you notice in the life of David, all right, as God brought him up and raised him up from uh, where he was, all right, was that David became anointed with a Hebrew word, mashak. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, what are the seven meanings of preparation? Number one, it means to lay a foundation. Number two, it means to do what? To foresee evil. Amen. Number three, it means to do what? Provide for something. Next one, it means what? To rehearse ahead of time. Amen. Next one. To train. And next one is what? Educate with special knowledge. Next one. Cultivate for production. Next one. 
to become mellow and mature. Amen. That's what it means to be prepared. Next one. To do what? Armed with the necessary weapons. Now, to be armed with the necessary weapons for the ministry, you must be marked out by God. Do you understand what I'm saying? You don't understand. You must be armed with the necessary weapons. Now, David had been called. And I was telling you about the four phases of David's ministry. Is that not so? What were the four phases? Number one was what? Before the call. Then, after he was called and anointed. Then he became a fugitive. And then, when he became a king. Alright? Now, notice that we are just entering the next phase of David's ministry. Do you understand? When he becomes anointed. And that is the phase that you are also entering now. Amen. Amen. Becoming anointed with mashak anointing. The word there where the Bible says that Samuel took the oil and anointed David. The word is mashak. M-A-S-H-A-C-H mashak. Hmm? Now it means to rub with oil or it means to paint Amen. It means to do what? And number two, it means to paint. Amen. Number three, it means to consecrate. So David was painted. Amen. You see, to be anointed, it's not as glorious as we often think it is. So that when we think... Somebody is anointed. And we begin to think that he is now severely and heavily gifted. But there is an anointing which is basically an anointing that comes to mark you out. To paint you. And you will see that. This word is used not just for human beings, but for objects which are not human beings. Are you listening to me? And when that happens, one of the things you can be sure about is that whatever you are experiencing in your life after that time is something divine. And you must let what God is trying to do happen. Many of you are already anointed. But you are not anointed in the sense of being so gifted and fire is coming out of your fingers and so on. Because 
David's anointing and experience of the anointing this time led him to become a fugitive, not a king. And led him to become the exact opposite of what he was dreaming. Many times when God calls you and mashaks you, you now begin to experience the exact opposite of what the vision is. Opposite. Joseph had a dream that he was going to be a king and people were going to bow down. The next thing that happens is that he has become a slave. The exact opposite Who is going to bow down before you when you are a slave? You see, and that is why if you are not armed with a certain type of sacrificial mind and a certain mind that is tuned towards eternity, all the experiences that you may experience in this phase of your life can easily deceive you and make you think that God is not even with you. From bad to worse, Joseph's condition becomes first he cannot be even with his father and his brothers because he had had a dream that his brothers and even his father and others were coming to bow down before now he has been captured and has been sent very far then in the place that he's going things are getting worse and he's becoming a prisoner do you understand now he's thrown he's now accused of sleeping with Potiphar's wife if you don't take care he's going to be executed you get what I'm saying? So he's becoming and experiencing the opposite of the vision. The opposite of what he thought God was going to do with his life. And when you see David, instead of David becoming a king and David becoming the ruler as was prophesied and spoken when the anointing was put over him, he became nobody. Have you seen why many people are not going forward in the ministry? Because they don't understand when they become nobodies. If you give them a little job to do, they don't want to do it. And you ask them to do some menial job, it's like this is not why I came into the, to be in the ministry. I'm called to preach. I'm called to, to, to sing. I'm called to minister. I'm a minister. I'm a prophet. You are nothing. That anointing, you see, it means to paint. And if I paint you, it means you are marked. Now God has his eye on you. Even the Holy Spirit, when the Bible speaks about the seal of the Holy Spirit, is the sign in the realm of the Spirit, it is visible that the Holy Ghost is on you. That is why the Holy Spirit is also called a seal. Because it is a sign that can be seen in the realm of the spirit that the spirit of God rests upon this person. It's a mark. You have been marked and sealed with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? So, God marked David for kingship. So, becoming anointed does not necessarily mean you are entering into the high places that you are imagining. You see, God's work is, is such a mixture 
of supernatural and natural things that it is easy not to recognize that God is at work. You either become so spooky that you can't flow with anything natural or you become so natural that you don't see anything spiritual about what is going on. It all looks natural. You get what I'm saying? Or, so we are either so spooky that we can't be normal or we are so natural that we are not spiritual at all. We don't recognize God in anything and we are so familiar and so carnal that we don't see the significance of things as they are unfolding. But it is important for you to rise up and become both spiritual and natural whenever you have to be. So that you can flow with God. I tell you, if you read the history of so, even the people who wrote the history books and those who teach BK, they have an analysis of these stories. And they say the one who wrote it was in favor of David and he was from Judah. And so he made the story look like Saul was very bad and that David was very good. And they said that there are people who have written even about Moses. And I've said that Moses was a con man. He led these people out. He gave them a whole lot of laws. He led the people out. He deceived them, brought them. He never accomplished what he said he was going to accomplish. And so many things. I was very surprised. So you see, there are many ways to look at it. And so you need to have both perspective and be able to balance them because as you are sitting here it's both a spiritual and supernatural thing for you to be here but it's also a very natural thing some of you you are just around so you decided to come you get it some of us it's, it's not too so long after school finished so you are here some of you have a determination some feel god wants you to be here but not so many have that feeling but it's almost as if circumstances and a mixture makes you to be here but you have to be very careful but that is where we begin to make mistakes so god marks out things for your life and from that moment that is the introduction of david we never heard of david before this experience the anointing introduces your life to the real things that god has planned for your life once upon a time you came to a church service and the spirit of god came upon you and you became anointed that was the day that god marked you from that time everything that happened in your life was supernatural are you listening to me i'm prophesying to somebody i said there was a time you came to church something happened in your life certain things take place from that time you become anointed you see there is a time and you see it's not like you you are you are now gifted (laughs) you are marked to be marked is different from to be gifted huh to be painted is different from to be full of gifts you are marked out and from that time that is why there's more than one anointing david was anointed three times he was anointed then he was anointed to become the king of judah and he was anointed to become the king of the whole, all of israel he had three times where he had this anointing each of them took him to the next level but this one <laughs> took him into troubles <laughs> mashak he was marked turn with me to genesis chapter 31 i'm going to give you seven dimensions of the mashak anointing are you ready for the dimensions
and the words of and he heard the words of Laban and saying, Jacob hath taken away all that was our father's, and all that was our father's hath he gotten all this glory. And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. The Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of thy fathers, to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field, into his flock, and he said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not towards me as before, but the God of my father hath been with me. Blah, blah, blah. Verse 10. And it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived, that I lifted up my eyes... Okay, let's just read on. Verse 5. I see your father's countenance that is not towards me as before. Verse 6. You know that all with all my power I have served your father. And your father has deceived me and changed my wages ten times. But he didn't mention that he has also cheated somebody. <laughs> Do you see? It's not, is it not easy to forget? Mercy for us. Okay. Now. Um, and if he said that the speckle shall be thy wages then all the cattle bear speckled and if he said that the ring straight shall be thy hire then bear all the cattle ring straight thus God hath taken away the cattle of your father and given them to me and it came to pass at the time that the cattle conceived that I lifted up mine eyes and I saw in a dream and behold the rams which, were, which leaped upon the cattle were rings straight, speckled, and grizzled. And the angel of the Lord spake unto me in a dream, saying, Jacob. And I said, Here I am. And he said, Lift up now thine eyes, and see all the rams which leap upon the cattle, are rings straight, speckled, and grizzled. For I have seen all that Laban doeth unto thee. I am the God of Bethel, where thou anointest, or mashacked, the pillar. And where thou vowest a vow unto me. Hallelujah. Are you there? And now arise and get thee out of this land. And return unto the land of thy kindred. Amen. Now, here you begin to see the very first time that this word mashak was used. And God is showing us here that a pillar was anointed marked do you understand a pillar was marked out as a holy place as a special place and so God is showing you that he is marking you out today as a special person for something special you see all the pillars in this hall they are not they are just normal pillars but a pillar holds up the building and god is choosing you and marking you out so that you will be used to hold up his church and hold up his work do you want that or you want abinadab are you sure very good so the first dimension is you see god anointing a pillar uh, an object or a, a part of the house of god symbolic but real 
God anoints pillars. Amen. Are you listening? Number two. Jeremiah chapter 22. Jeremiah chapter 22. Jeremiah chapter 22. And we are going to read verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 says, Woe unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness, and his chambers by wrong, and that useth his neighbor's service without wages. Mercy. Jeremiah 22 verse 13. Are you there? How many want to be anointed? You see, I want to pray for all of you and anoint all of you with oil. But, you see, that's not what you must be after. You must be after the real marking. Do you understand? There is a time when God anoints you. From that time, you'll be noticed. Wow. I said, from that time, you'll be noticed. David was unknown. But after he was anointed, he was noticed. But you see, the fact that you've been noticed does not mean that you are anybody. <laughs> you get what I'm trying to say. Uh-huh. You may be noticed, but you are nobody. You must pass through all the things that God is taking you through. What we call the tests of preparation for the ministry. Now notice. Woe unto him that buildeth his house by unrighteousness and his chambers by wrong that useth his neighbor's service without wages and giveth him not for his work. That saith, I will build me a wide house and large chambers and cutteth him out windows and it is sealed with cedar and painted with vermilion shall thou reign because thou closest thyself in cedar did not thy father eat and drink and do judgment and justice and then it was well with him but notice verse 14 and your house is sealed with what cedar and what painted with vermilion what's vermilion What's the name of the paint they sell in town? I, I, what? Azar. A, what? Leyland. Azar. So, this word painted is the word mashak. If you check the Hebrew word, it's the same word that is used that God said, I anointed David. is the same word that he used, that I painted this house. Wow. So he marks and makes you noticeable, beautiful. That's the next thing about the Mashak anointing. He, it, it makes you beautiful, nicer, noticeable. Amen. But not necessarily gifted. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So now, and that's what I'm saying that God raises you up and He marks you 
out. He paints you so that you will be separated, different from the crowd, noticed, a worker, a laborer, somebody whom God has marked and chosen. Don't take it lightly. Can I have an amen? amen. How many how many feel that how many feel that you've been marked already? How many feel that? No, how many genuinely feel that it's like you've already been painted? Huh? Is that not wonderful? So I don't have to pray for you. Yeah. Because God is doing that. It's a marvelous thing. He's rubbing you. Painting you. If I had my paintbrush here, next time I should get a paintbrush. Maybe I should get one for tomorrow. And some paint. And I'll paint some of you for you to see what you look like in the spirit. You've been painted. And you are very noticeable now. Amen. You see, I remember years ago, uh, one day, one of our pastors, where, we were, where I was in, going to church in uh, Calvary Road, took an offering. And then I criticized him to my, the person sitting next to me. Why are we taking an offering? Why is he taking another one? I mean, and then the lady by me didn't. She just squeezed her face at me and I became worried immediately. So after my heart smote me and I said, you have done something wrong. So after church, I went to see the pastor that I wanted to see him. He was talking to people. So after some time, he had time. And I, so I wanted to talk. So he, went, he came outside with me, stood outside the door, just myself and him. And I told him that there was something I wanted to tell him. That when he was taking the offering, I made this remark. And I'm sorry about it, but I felt that it was wrong. He was surprised. And uh, very touched. And he put his hand on me and said, God is going to use you. Perhaps that is the day when the Mashak anointing came upon me and I was marked. You see, because anytime you humble yourself and you go down, grace falls upon you. So he gives grace to the down people, to those who humble them. Anytime you lower yourself, Jesus said, take my yoke. I'm lowly, meek and lowly. Anytime you go down, grace falls on you. It doesn't go up. Grace has no potential energy it can only go down he put his hand on me said god is going to use you i became noticeable in the different places that i worked in london in my church pastor Basel, i used to play the drums and so on. he noticed me then he called me and he said i want to train you so that you become a pastor and be with me here but i, I had to come to school so i I left when our schools reopened. Do you understand? But I became noticed and noticeable. But that, that was nothing. I was nothing and I've been nothing. Do you understand? There is there's much for you to go through. Much for you to learn. Much for you to develop into. Much for you to become in God after you've been massacred and painted like David. He was now going to play harps. I said he was now going to play harps for a demon-possessed man who was not feeling well. Is that how to be a king? You become an instrumentalist for a lunatic. 
Lord, I thought you were making me a king. Now I've been sent to the asylum, to the mental hospital. When the man said, when himself comes and his things come, then I'm called, not when he's normal. And I drive his things away. Is that a calling? Is that a promotion? Is that how to go higher in God? Is that how to become a spirit-filled, anointed minister and a, 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 a pastor in the fivefold office of, of God? The fivefold ministry? You are deluded. Do you know what a pastor is? God is trying to make you mellow. One of the definitions of becoming prepared is what? To be mellow and matured. God is trying to mellow you and mature you. That's why he called you to the lunatic. Look, it was a very dangerous job. One day, the guy's behavior came fully. He himself came like that. Then he took a spear and tried to kill the guy who was playing the instrument. <laughs> huh? Very dangerous job. David ran away from this man several times. He pretended that he was sleeping in the room. The man came to try to kill him. He had to put some a shape in the bed as though he was sleeping there. Ran out of, like a film. <laughs> Is this a calling? Is this an anointing? The exact opposite of what you have the dream and the vision for. That's Mashak. Painted the house does not mean the house anything. Painted the pillar. Mark out David. That is the Mashak anointing. God is marking you. What's your name? You. What's your name? Benjamin. From which school? UST. See, God is marking you. Painting you. Making you known. Making you a little more beautiful. A little more. These pillars are noticeable because they are green. Green mosaic tiles. You understand they could have been just white but they are a little brighter and a little more noticeable they have been mashaked yes these are anointed pillars but they are still nothing you see that is what i want you to see you are anointed how many have, how many how many have prayed for you before i've anointed you with oil before you see it's not that you are not the gifted whatever fivefold office. No, I believe you've been anointed. All right, all right. I believe it. Reverend Saki, do you think they are anointed? Yeah. If David, that thing is anointing, then you are also anointed. Your troubles are a sign that you are anointed. The lower job that you've been given is a sign. Sit here and pack these boxes. It's a sign. Never be high, never be too, never be big in the church. That's what the church did. Loneliness, not humility. If you forget about the word, I think we don't understand the word humility. Let's use the lowliness. Lowly. Not mellow, lowly. Low. Down. I'm nothing. I'm down. Flow with it in that day. 
the thing will drop on you. It was when Jesus bowed down to John the Baptist that the dove flew very quickly. Not a normal bed. It was not a normal vulture that you see. Any of these doves that you see. A bed that came from heaven as fast from, from where God dwells. A dove was sent. A special dove flew as fast to catch him when he's on his knees. When he's in the water. In seconds, the dove had arrived from heaven. So shall your anointing be in seconds. I said in seconds. When you find yourself on the floor with your knees bowed. The gift of God will descend upon you. In one moment. I was on my knees in Suhum. When I heard a voice in the room. And I felt the anointing entering me. I was lying on, I was in my, even if I was asleep, I woke up again and I was praying. I tell you, I was on my knees and I was lying on my bed and kneeling on my knees and crying to God. I didn't even know what I was crying for. But I wanted God. And it was in that moment. One day, I was on my knees in my room, weeping. Feeling sorry for myself and crying to the Lord. And suddenly the door in my room opened and closed. And I froze because I knew. You see, the Lord had come there, but I thought my wife had come. And I knew that my wife had gone out. So I froze, waiting to hear her voice. And her voice never came. Then I looked up. And there was nobody there. And I went out. There was nobody there. And I went there. And my door was locked. And I was in my room. The door had opened. I'm talking about to the extent where I froze like that. Because I knew and I wasn't used to my wife coming to see me kneeling down and praying like that. I don't... Praying to me is a very private... I don't... Show things. I don't have those things. But I believe the Lord came. He came. And I was on my knees. Crying. I was crying. I was weeping. You some of you have made yourself harder than rocks. You can't cry. You can't weep. There's no emotion. You have emotion for soccer and boxing and other things. But no emotion for God. That emotion is reserved for something else. Politics. Ladies and gentlemen, that anointing that comes upon your life is to you are different. I'm telling you. And at this meeting, God is marking you. What's your name again? Quincy Wood. You have, you have been marked. You've been marked. You can never escape. Only you can do whatever you want to do. But when you, when you arrive in heaven, they will show you the mark in the realm of the spirit. And they will show you the day that you were painted and anointed. Whether you do anything with it or not. But you will go and see it. When you seem to stand out a little bit more. Not just because of your beautiful face or your nice raps but because God seems to have chosen you 
God is picking you. So, you, how many can sense that God has been choosing you? Raise your hand if you can. If you, you see. So now that you see that He's picking you, marking you, anointing you, I pity you if you don't obey and if you don't flow and if you don't become what He has called you to become. After He will come to you and mark you. Oh yes, He is a marking God. The God who he, he knows those that are his own. He knows that them that he said that all those that call upon the name. He knows you. Even the hairs of your head are numbered. He has selected you. Marked you out for his work. Oh yeah. But you see many of you, your work and your fruit will come in 20 years time. But from now to the next 20 years, you must do what you must do. You must do what you must do. You must serve what you must serve. You must go where you must go. If it's a lunatic, they say play for him when the madness comes. When the madness comes, you play. When the madness doesn't come, rest. When the madness doesn't come, you are not, you are not playing in church. You are not playing for the choir. You are not playing for him when he's well. You are playing when the madness comes. That's your work. That's your work. Anointed David, King. <laughs> I said, You are not playing in church. You are playing with the madness kind. It's only two of you. <laughs> People will not see your harp skills for, for them to call you to join the choir. You are playing only when the madness comes. Why will you not be happy with your little work that God will give to you? And small position that he is giving to you. What a blessing we have for God to mark us. I thank God that He marked me out. Oh, yes, He marked me out. Amen. You see, one of the wonderful things about when God has marked you is that even when people don't choose you, because of the anointing, you get chosen. Huh? How many have ever felt you weren't chosen? You felt it in your heart that you weren't selected. I have felt it many times. Yeah. And you see, my style of ministry is such that I wouldn't easily be chosen. In a typical Ghanaian setting, I wouldn't be chosen. If, if they were looking for, let's say, advisors to the government or people with, you know, men of uh, ministers of what wisdom or people can help in the politics. The way I am and the way I present myself, I'm standing here, we are talking, doing this. It's not the normal thing in our culture. Yeah. And so, that's what happens with me all the time. I never get chosen. Are you worried that you never get chosen? Don't worry. Go and play the harp. God is the one who chooses. David, you see, don't get confused by the work God gives to you. Don't be confused, but you don't have to have a big job. His father had given him a job out there. Even when they were choosing, 
You see, this is the, probably the greatest disgrace to Jesse and to his brothers. He really shamed them. Because when they say bring the sons, even if you had brought all the sons and they had chosen one, that would have been fine. But it's like you brought, these are all the sons. They had to call for. It was an embarrassment, I'm sure, to Jesse. It's like the one I didn't bring. And David would always remember that his father and these guys never really chose him. Are you listening to me? And David remembered it. That's what we read in Chronicles when he rehearsed. I see you becoming painted. Noticed. Wanted. Chosen. Selected. Painted. Mashak anointing upon your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 21. Isaiah chapter 21. Isaiah chapter 21. Isaiah 21. Isaiah 21. Have you found it? Are you there? The burden of the desert of the sea. Verse 1, as whirlwinds in the south pass through, so it cometh from the desert from a terrible land. Verse 2, a grievous vision is declared unto me. The treacherous dealer dealeth treacherously, and the spoiler spoileth. Go up, O Elam, besiege, O Media, all the sign thereof I have made to seize. Therefore are my loins filled with pain. Pangs have taken... Pangs have taken hold on me as the pangs of a woman that travaileth. I was bowed down at the hearing of it. I was dismayed at the seeing of it. He saw a very terrible vision. My heart panted. Fearfulness affrighted me. The night of my pleasure hath it turned into fear. Verse 5. Prepare the table. Watch in the watchtower. Eat. Drink. Arise ye princes. And anoint the shield. Hallelujah. Anoint. The shield. Once again, you see marking of the shield. What is this shield? This is the shield of faith. This is the Christian life that you have. Your faith, your Christian faith, that is now receiving something that marks your Christian life. And your Christian life is now not just the Christian life of an ordinary person, but you are now a different kind of Christian. Somebody with a mark on your life. You see, even me as just a normal person, I can see people with a mark on their lives. Today I was talking to my wife about somebody. And I was telling the person, I was telling her that this brother, who is one of our brothers in the church, I said, this person is a very wonderful person for the ministry. It's a young person doing well, brother. And I said, he's going to do well. I said, told her that from the first day that I saw him, I knew that this brother would do. Right now, he's not doing well. But I know that he's going to do very well. (laughs) Do you understand what I'm saying? As I'm talking, he's not doing well, but I know, and I was telling him that he's, he's, he's good. So I say it's like some precious egg that I am protecting till I see that he become, he gets to the place where he does well. Because you see, you can do well only at a particular place. If I plant an apple tree here, it won't grow. 
You see, sometimes when a baby dog, I remember Doberman dog, when you see them born, you can step on them and kill them. But when they grow, you can't kill them. You just need to protect it a little. That's why the mothers are so wild. I went to a house one, the dog was called Tacha. And they wouldn't, the dog wouldn't allow anybody to come into the house because she had had babies. That's the, that's the, the, the nature of protection to give us give us a few weeks that's all we are saying give us a few weeks give us a few weeks to grow let me just have a little breathing space to come out of my weakness to come out of my 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 frailty i'll come out soon and then you see that i'm very wild and that's my duty like a shepherd you understand spreading the wings over to protect the little ones so that they become the pastors and the anointed ones and the leaders that God has called them to be. So that as people are trying to wipe them out and people are trying to rule them out and say, this guy is useless. This guy, he's not faithful. This guy, he's like this. This guy, he's whatever. No, no, no. No. He's going to do well. You can step on him now because he has just been born. But give us a little time. Feed him with a little milk. Let's give a little milk a few weeks. You can't kill it like that anymore. Even the mother will not have to defend it again. I tell you, God has marked you out so that you will be a special person in among the Christians. Your shield is anointed. Your faith is anointed. It's not just the faith of an ordinary person, but there is a special glow. You see, when you paint your shield, a sign, your shield must be the biggest part. When the shoulder is going, you must have a big shield going in front of you. Everybody should see your faith, what you believe in, what you stand for. But some people, their shields are very small, like that, and they are going, their shield, they can just wave it like this on the side, small one, and they are going, and they are not protected. <laughs> when you see a Christian, you must know what he believes in. I believe in eternity. I believe in heaven. I believe in God. I believe in giving my life. I believe in dying for God. I believe in serving the Lord. Your faith must be the big thing around you that we see. And God is saying, now he's big by even painting. In addition, you are going to be a noticeable. I have always been a noticeable Christian. When I came to this school, I became the first. Reverend Saki, how did you meet me? Was it? Did you, did you notice me? Tell us how you noticed me. When I came to the school, you will notice that I've come. I've come. No, and I'm not a loud person. I'm not a sanguine. I'm a very quiet and shy person. I don't like talking. Oh, you have not noticed. <laughs> Catherine doesn't think I'm shy. When I came to campus, I mean, I'll be told that there's this man, this a friend of mine told me that he made this half cast uh, that he thinks that I'll lie because the man is very radical. That's how I know. So if you see him, you will know him. You will notice him. That's what he told me. And uh, for the first time, towards the end of the first time, I was walking from Commonwealth Hall, coming down Legon Hall, and then I heard somebody speaking in tongues. So I turned and I handsome half cast brother with about eight. I, or, was, I wasn't handsome. I wasn't handsome. Beauty like that's a beholder. Anyway, so <laughs> what speaking in tongues, Shabala Baba and says somebody should interpret. I said, hey, 
Since I've never seen anything before. So he's speaking in tongues and asking one of the people to interpret. Then he went to sit on some stone there. Just speaking in tongues and I said to follow them from far, from afar, close. And I noticed one of the ladies there was um, in the same class. So when I went, I said, who was this person who was shouting in tongues on the road openly like that? I've never seen anything like this before. He said, oh, he's a leader of a little group that he has begun. And then I managed to move into the group. And then I, I, I joined. <laughs> you, will be, you will be noticed. Nobody can invite you to an unbeliever party when that paint is on your shield. Because they will see the painted shield. I said they will see the painted shield. They are coming to invite a warrior like you to go to Satan's house to go and sit down there with a big painted shield that you are going like that. Do you think Satan will invite you to his house? Huh? Do you think any unbeliever would like to be your friend? No. You, 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 you see, you, you have an anointed. The shield is the big thing that is go like that. And now it's been painted blue. Stand up with your blue, painted blue like this, big blue shield. You see her as soon as you come. You see the shield as soon as you come. Satan will never invite you for a party with your sword, big sword, and your big shield, painted shield, shiny, gleaming, glittering, and shimmering. Flashing in the sunlight, glittering. You think they will invite you? They fear self to invite you. They fear. They will say, Oh, suffer, come and preach to us. We are afraid. Not that come and dance with us. When I came for an interview up here, Commonwealth, oh, as soon as I, I don't know anybody, only three of us came to medical school from Achimota. That year, three of us. As soon as I entered, and you hundreds of students from all over Ghana coming for the interview. I was the fifth person to be interviewed. And when I entered, turn around and say, Shaba Kadala, Shakeba Kaba, Kadola, Bandala, Mamandelebe. Oh, they saw my shield immediately. That it was painted. They saw my beliefs. I said they saw my beliefs. Some of you, we can't see your beliefs. We can't see the things you believe. They saw my beliefs immediately. On the first day before even the school began. Interview. I entered and I said, everybody look at me. I said, Shaka Talaba Kandelebe Shembe Kandaraba Bandolomo Samarana Mama. And I went to sit down. I didn't know anybody. I just went to sit down quiet. That's it. I said, exactly so. My big shield painted. <laughs> painted and shimmering and glittering. Shining, flashing in the sunlight. Shiny and polished. Painted with mashak paint. And you are non believers sits with you. He doesn't know you are a believer. And he has the audacity to propose to you. And when he proposes, you leave him alone. Uh, you won't say, hey, this, let this be the last time. Let this be the last time. You are leading him along. To where? 
may your shield begin to shimmer may your shield begin to glitter may your shield begin to flash in the sunlight with the paint of mashak you see you are marked out that's all i'm trying to say that's you can see each time we use this word you sense there's a marking out from david he was just marked and he was known to those seven in other words you watch and see as the lord god liveth this man will become the king that's all he was saying as the lord liveth watch and see nothing will happen that only that you watch and see as the time goes by as heaven and earth are there and shall pass away one day you watch and see this man he will become a king and surely it happens and that is what is happening to your life the massacre has come upon your life and the lord is saying you want this girl surely she's a preacher she's a minister she's a singer what this young man what this young lady watch that she's a she's a catherine kuman she's a prophetess he's a man he's a minister he's a minister it's nothing about him except the grace and the anointing of god he's not what he did in school he's not a doctor he's not a lawyer he's not anything you watch and see that thing has marked him this is his life i'm crucified nevertheless it seems i'm still around it seems i'm still alive another life seems to have come nevertheless i live i'm crucified the old life of whatever i was going to be has been cancelled nevertheless it seems that the guy is still moving in the system but the life he now lives he's living by the faith a new faith that is similar glittering shining flashing polished that's what god is saying to you he's painted you he's marked you there's no other chance for you he's saying like he said today you watch it there's a king you see the king he has a son these are people who are saying you are going to become king but watch this man this man rather will become the king you watch and see watch him brother watch him watch him that's all that god is saying There are people who have gone to Bible school, people who they, they look quiet like this, like that, whatever. And people want, even sometimes their fathers and mothers say, This my son will be the priest. And God said, This one. They look priestly. And God said, This one. What's your name? Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. Jonah is going to become, he's going to be the priest. Even my my little brothers-in-law, Kakra and Pain. Pain was always, they said he was going to be the priest. He looks priestly. You see, he looks like a priest. So my father-in-law always said, he's going to be the priest. So he shouldn't, you should just be a priest. Because my father-in-law wanted to be a priest, but he didn't become a priest. So he wants one of his children to be a priest. But you see, the one who doesn't look like a priest, who looks wicked and very hard, which is the prophet Kakra, he looked very hard, very bad, different kind of hard person. He rather, he was rather marked. He said, you, you are going to be there. Watch it and see. It is a wonderful thing. I see the Mashak anointing upon your life now. 
It's coming on you, brothers. I feel it coming on you now. It's falling on you. God is marking you. Don't be afraid of what is coming in the days ahead. Don't be afraid of what is coming ahead. And the fire, the lunatics, and the Goliaths, and other things that are lined up for you. They are all supernaturally planned by God for your life. I tell you. He marked David. He said, That's it. And then human beings started to assign him to mental hospital. So you will not work at a normal unit. You go to the madman. And when themselves come, you are the valium they are going to take. You are the lagactyl we are going to inject them. Today we have lagactyl. When their things come, they give them lagactyl, 100 milligrams. And David, you are the lagactyl we are going to give. King David, the nurse of a madman. It's a mark. Don't miss your mark. When the mark is on you, recognize it. Don't, don't try to hide it. Bring out your big faith. How do you hide your, your shield? Paint, I say, anoint your shields. I say, anoint your, let your Christian life, hey, let your Christian life be something when you go anywhere, they know they should call you a sophomore, they should call you pastor, they should know that this is a different kind of person, this sister and this brother is a Christian type, Christian religious, whatever word they want to call you, fanatic, any word, they give you extremist, anything, anything, you must have some name that they call you where you are I say your shield should be bigger than you your shield should be bigger than you your shield should be bigger when you come you should, they should only see your faith they shouldn't see your qualification your school your background your father they should see what you believe that you believe in God you believe in Jesus this message continues on the next track keep listening